Hello, welcome into Charge Zen, episode 60. Uh, it's myself, Rob, and Neil. No Dave, no James. I uh, hope they're doing well. Uh, I don't. <laughs> well, well, I do. Uh, but let's see. Um, Sorry for yeah, cutting out your legs and your intro. <laughs> I hope yeah. they're doing well, just not as well as we are. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have any anecdotes. I just have a, a, a true thing up in the WhatsApp about um, how great libraries are. They are. Uh, they're really good. Uh, you just order a book and then it could take a while. It could take, a, it could take a, a month or two, but you'll eventually get the book. And um, it's great. You get all these books for free. and um, Yeah, it's just great. Uh, yeah, I've got... big, uh, big fan. Of it. Now, what you've considered, Rob, is ordering books, buying them, and never reading them. Exciting to do that. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I feel uh, that makes you feel great, though, when you order a book. You feel like you're yeah. accomplishing something. Yeah, you feel so smart. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the books I ordered were I ordered the three Lord of the Rings ones because I haven't read them in a long time, so stick with them. A one called Children of Time, which I've heard. When I say I've heard of good, I literally saw one person on Twitter saying that. Heard of good, good, you say? <laughs> so, and then uh, I'm currently reading a book about Chernobyl, uh, which is actually pretty good. It's um, real uplifting and all that kind of crack. Uh, I hope so. No, it's uh, it's good. I like the technical detail that goes into about how the reactor blew up and everything, and it goes into a lot of detail about uh kind of the organizational problems of the Soviet system and everything and all that crack, which I think is interesting too. Um, but yeah, free books. It's great. It's a great scheme. Um, let's get on to the rugby. So we had four, we had URC action, uh, all four provinces in action, all four provinces won, I think. They did. Um, so, obviously, because we're Leinster fans, uh, we're going to start there. Uh, Lions versus Leinster. Um, just a real gutsy win, uh, which was really good. I loved it. Um, where Where do you want to start, Neil? What, like, like, do you, like, to frame it for people who didn't see it, there was one point in that match where Leinster were down to 13, away from home, at altitude, with a whole rake of guys who have um, single-digit caps or were full-on making their debut, uh, and they managed. Uh, like basically, there was a point in that I'd say last quarter where you would have been kind of like, okay, if these guys, if it all kind of went a bit wrong here, you'd be kind of like, ah, oh, well, okay, they have so many X, Y, and Z excuses. But they actually upped it. They upped it at a different level, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was an incredible win. Like in some ways, our best win of the season. Mm. Um, I thought, like, okay, it turned into a bit of shootout uh, by a half time. Started first half, second half. Sorry, there was some just poor tackling from us. I can understand the scratch team, but there was some poor tackling, and some good stuff. Uh, a lot of mistakes that you wouldn't really expect from a Leinster team, even even down to the bare bones. Uh, and when we gave away a couple of yellow cards, try I thought I was thinking that's it. We we, we tried our best, and uh, it's just too much, and that was it. So I was, I was kind of zoning out a bit, and then we came back, and it was inspired by the young guys mm. and Edburn. Like Reese Ruddock went off uh, injured. We had uh, Soraka on. Uh, Rob Russell came on. Obviously, the young starters. Uh, Murphy came on. Scrum half did a lot better than. McCarthy, uh, Clohan. I think that was his debut. Uh, I think he made his debut in the RDS there. Oh, yes. I, I uh, know. Uh, I know that because he has relatives from the same village in Limerick that my dad is from. So they pointed that out to me. Uh, shout out to the the, the yep. parish. Yep. But it was just it was great. Like it was uh, the steal away is very satisfying. Mm. Uh, it doesn't matter where it is or when um, and it will really stand to those players from years to come they'll say like 
okay, we're we're behind here, but we've done it before. Like, and it's not it won't be just that game. You're building on that and building on that, but I'll just give them confidence. And at the end result, it doesn't matter. For yeah. Lions, sure, it makes and maybe for the league it makes a difference, but for us, it didn't matter. But they went down. They kept the streak going for another week, uh, and they they stood up. And mm. like last year, McKee was the guy who stood up on this tour. Mm. And now he signed a contract with Leinster. Yeah. And you'll be benching a European semi final. Mm. So, like, these aren't, these aren't just shots to nothing. And Soraka was good last year. He was injured, unfortunately, for most of this year. Came on again, looked like he had something about him. I normally dismiss any talk of, like, there's too many players in one position in Leinster. Mm-hmm. Uh, the back row is so congested. Yeah. Like, we have. A full international back row and sub. Mm. And after that, we have a full international back row. Mm. Uh, and then we hit the likes of Penny, or you could argue where he is, but you have Penny, you have Soraka, Kalhan, mm. and mm. there's going to be more guys coming in. Maloney was injured for most of the series season, but like it just keeps on going. Yeah. So maybe in a couple of years' time, people will say, okay, we sort of could be gone. Um, someone might be injured. Conan might have moved on. And they say, okay, that's my chance. But it's just so jam-packed. Um, it just, just to go with team, yeah, some weakness in the tackling, not, not even just the defensive system. Um, but a lot of that stuff was recognisable to the first, second, third string Leinster performance. Like some of those tries were very well worked um some of the moves the scrum did well uh, mm. and Milne has really impressed me over the last few months mm. uh, he looks big he can carry he's got skills and against the two South African props he played against like he's held his own um so that, that's a real big improvement um a bit not improved but yeah improvement from his case and this is all kind of sidestepping around the main man yeah let, let, let's let's get into Sam Prendergast number ten. His yeah. debut for Leinster. Um, so uh, I thought he played really well. Like yeah, <laughs> that, uh, that's it. Got man the match, Rob, because he's the hype man. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's so to give a little bit of a context uh, to some of the discourse I saw, kind of when people were. Oh, journalists are hyping him up too much. We have a habit of doing this in Irish rugby. Is this guy the next Harry Byrne? Um, other people have rightly pointing out that Charlie Tector won a Grand Slam last year, and it's like just now we're, we've moved. We've moved on. And played well when he's come on the last couple of games. I, I know, I know. So I kind of understand where people are coming from, saying that let's not hype him up too much. But at the no, same time, I'm like, yeah, I'm like. Look at look at you know the soccer team with the Evan Ferguson guy. Um, anytime there's a young guy who looks like he's got something about him, people are going to get excited. Um, now it's up to the coaches, and it's up to the coaches, and it's up to everyone else around him to make sure that like they manage it correctly. But so far, Prendergast has absolutely nailed everything. Um, what what did what did you make of uh, his very first professional start or whatever? So. No, you're right, Rob. It was his first professional game. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Uh, a couple of wrinkles here and there was like anyone who puts in that kind of performance, you'd be happy with mm. in the league. Uh, he he just looks like he's ready mm. uh, for pro rugby. Uh, you can put a bit more weight on his frame or whatever, but he's a big guy. His brother is an international uh, capped. I think he's capped. Uh, he's capped. Prendergast. Mm. Uh, Senior, I suppose you call him, for Connacht. Um, so you reckon he's he's got the the goods there physically, and he kind of looks like Sexton both physically and just how he holds himself. Yeah. Uh, he he's got a range of passing, range of kicking. When there's an advantage, he goes for it. And it's okay, it doesn't pay out sometimes, but it's it's just he's got the full package, I think, um, and doesn't look phased. And I'd be very interested to see how. Leo manages this over the next year. Mm. Like, does he say, okay, he goes to the under-20s World Cup in June. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and as you get a long preseason, I think the, the coaching staff, the uh, strength and conditioning, probably want a young player like that to get a a longer uh, preseason. Mm-hmm. To get so his body gets used to it, and then the season starts again. Uh, I think it's around semi final of the World Cup is when the Pro Fourteen kicks off again, or URC. Mm-hmm. So we're talking late October. The season starts, and is it just a shootout then? Is this who's like, like it will be Sexton's uh, heir apparent, or it will be Ross Byrne in front and fight over for the the scraps after that? But Ross Byrne was most likely going to the World Cup, so he won't be there at the start of the season. Yeah. So you could, you can really see the season opening up for him. Um, I suppose it'd be better predicts of out half play, but something that Sexton always does, he usually runs past the play. Mm. Uh, like he makes the pass and then keeps on running straight. So if something happens, he's there. While Prendergast kind of floats off a bit. Now that, that could be just what I've seen so far. We're talking single digit games I've seen him in. Mm. But like, hopefully that'll come and the coaching staff will get more out of him. But uh, as he said, Rob, I've no, I've no worry about the hype. Like if, if the hype's distracting him, then, then he's done. Mm. Uh, it, it just it just looks great and it's exciting that he can do it. and it's great that Leinster can go down last few games of the season in South Africa so it's a tour mm. there for a couple of weeks three weeks maybe um, it's a close environment you get your first cap in a, in a famous stadium mm. you, you smash it uh, the players play real well a lot of other guys come on, and like there's several under twenties there, so it won't be completely foreign to foreign to them that's who their teammates are. Mm. And now we've brought a few players back. Most of the coaching staff has come back, and they've Sean O'Brien gets a run. So it's, it's a free shot out. Yeah, next match. So it's just like you can see how the Leinster machine continues to roll on. Where we get it's like basically it's a free game at the end of the season to blood players. Yeah. Get, get some minutes into like Jenkins, uh, uh, Burn, that kind of thing, and also give Sean O'Brien like some coaching experience leading a team. Mm. So it's it's just like I, I I would expect us to be hammered, not even hammered, but beaten by a well amount, and I'd be okay. Mm. But the fact we're going to one is it's just magnificent, Rob. That's the only way I can really describe it. Well, I think you look back down in a few years' time and say, that's where it started for several of these players. Mm. Um, yeah, like I think back to the South Africa tour from last year as well, and um, they're becoming, well, we've only had two in the URC so far, um, but they're actually kind of big highlights. Because uh, we, well, for both tours this time, we've had to send down. Well, we've opted to send down. Yeah, it's it's because at the end of the season, we're pretty yeah. much already guaranteed. We needed two, we needed like one point last year to guarantee mm. first place. We're already guaranteed first place this year, and at the very end, before coming back into Europe. So, like, like we've we've earned that right. Yeah, but it's it's purely like it. You know, we we won those games beforehand, and then that gave us the the. Um, opportunity, like you're saying, to send young guys down, and also the coaches and everything, and um, yeah, it's great. Um, and like I think you're touching on it there. Uh, it's a basically a to- like I don't know if it's a totally different. It's a, it's a totally different team. Like we literally split our squad into two, yeah. And the performance level, uh, okay. We, whatever we won by three points whatever but like it's crazy the result was the same the cohesiveness all that kind of crack looked pretty good um so yeah as you said was... us uh the lions are a very poorly won, run organization yeah. and their team like it had a lot of you know, young guys in it and a few old team guys as well but it's still it was the only play what's in front of us yeah um it's uh yeah, like you're saying, it felt like the one of the most enjoyable wins this season, which is crazy. But uh 
what what do you make for this week? So this Saturday we're playing. Oh, I think this is what's going to happen. <laughs> we're going to get absolutely hammered. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think so. we're, we're against a much better team. Yeah, I think we're at altitude, aren't we? Uh, yes, we are. Yep. So you're still going to you're going to suffer from that as several players did. Yeah, uh, and our team's gone weaker. Yeah. No chance. Uh, this is the learning experience of what it takes to win down in South Africa with nothing going your way. Um, uh, I think our unbeaten streak ends and whatever. It's nice to keep it, but um, I'd rather these players get a good run out against a tough team looking to improve their position as much as possible before going to the playoffs than win against, say, like a Dragons. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be very tough. I think it's going to beat the crap out of us. Now, yeah. maybe we score first or something, and we we keep us tight enough for the first half. But I I, I just don't see a way of. I went looking for odds, and they didn't offer odds for this game, which makes me think that they were too long to uh, to be offered. So, so what what would you be looking for from Leinster? A fight. Yeah. Uh, that's that's exactly it. Yeah. Just don't, don't don't give up. Don't roll away. Don't get don't make it easy for them. Um, mm-hmm. If they're, they're going to score, so accept that and make them work for us and make them sweat when you have the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Just just more the same. Hope um, the young guys don't get uh, too disheartened if it's a loss. Um, it will be a loss most likely. Just mm-hmm. just keep at it and. You know, you never know. Like, you might get game time over the next few weeks in the playoffs. Mm. Um, yeah, I'd be. I pretty much said the exact same. I'd be. I. I, I want as a fight, and yeah. I think, and obviously losing Reese Ruddock, Jason Jenkins, and everything. It's a bit more like Ed Byrne is the captain. Um, yeah. So, yeah, big opportunity for the young guys, as you say. It could be a good trivia question for years to come, Rob. Uh, Vac had the same debut as ex-players. Mm-hmm. Starting debut. Yes, he started, true. His, his first starting game was the same as Prendergast's first starting game. Mm. I suppose just yeah. like there'd be more contract, just to finish up on Leinster, like Rob yeah. Russell got, got a uh, senior contract. Yeah. A player I didn't rate to start the season. But it has improved and improved game by game, and he's our top try scorer at the moment. Yeah, um, and deserved us a bit older than most going through the academy, mm-hmm. especially a wing. But like, you can only you only you can only do you can only play your best game, and he, he's improved, improved. So no, uh, about him. And McKee has gotten a contract, and Soraka all being promoted. So mm. and multiple players we managed to keep. So. Just great news on that front. Yes, it is. And uh, speaking of signings, the big signing last week was Leinster's new head coach, Jack Nienabar. I think I'm getting that name right. Nienabar? You know. Yeah. Uh, so straight up, just what do you think? What do you know of the guy, his style? All that yeah, kind of like myself and Dave had a similar reaction instantly mm-hmm. where we're like hmm and then i thought about it for more than a minute i was like this is actually great this is this is a, this is a great signing the only thing we can say for certain is he's great a great cv mm-hmm. and he's an excellent defense coach yeah those things are without doubt um it'd be interesting to see how he goes on out Razzy, because they've been kind of joined at the hip for the last uh, since I've heard of them. Mm. Uh, I think it's reflective of how big Leinster are. Like, I wasn't even thinking of anyone of his calibre. Yeah. I was thinking like uh, Leon McDonald from New Zealand might be an option. Yeah. I was thinking someone like a... um, like Goodman, who's like a, an assistant coach or maybe a head coach at a super rugby franchise. Mm. I was thinking maybe Noel McNamara getting back from South Africa. Yeah. Like those are the guys I was thinking of. Um, and it came out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. 
I think that's Leo staying on, which means that young players are going to be continue to be blooded and there'll be a particular style insisted on. Yeah. I, I imagine that um, he'll be all over defence. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that'll be his remiss. I don't think it'll be a an ugly style. Like we don't have the cattle to beat up the the likes of La Rochelle, Toulouse, or teams of that nature. So I, I don't think he'll go Springbok tactic. We'll have to wait and see in that front. But I think it's it's a great signing, and uh, hopefully it works out. Yep. Uh, I was listening to Off the Ball during the week, and which. Uh, Jerry Thornley was on and I thought he made some good points about how it's a real statement by Leinster to go from former former international head coach for a major nation to, uh, to the current, the current a, a, a coach of the current world champion yeah. um, uh, Lancaster you could rationalise by saying well, he's, he's out in the cold yeah um, it's, so it, like, it, whatever but like this is a current coach of the yeah. World Cup champions, and he might come here as a repeat World Cup champion. Yeah, um, yeah, it's 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 a huge get. Um, like you're saying, we'll see about the style and all that, how he meshes. But like, like I, I would agree with you that because Leo is there, it kind of mm. and Goodman as well, who's gotten great reviews. True, true. It's it kind of I don't I don't foresee this being kind of a, a Matt O'Connor. Where a guy no, just uh, comes in and doesn't get Leinster or the Irish um, system, and he has experience with the Irish system. It should be should be pointed out. Yeah, yeah. And he wants to come back yeah. to it, so like he, he must either accept it or just I think he likes Ireland. Yeah, like yeah, like it's a safe place. He's, he's getting paid well. Yep. And Len- Leinster, Leinster has to be one of the most attractive jobs in I'd say world rugby. Yeah, I was thinking like, yeah, like because because we've been around. From when Leinster weren't that particularly good, mm. like because we we were, let's see, uh, maybe sixteen, seventeen years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we got our first season ticket in two thousand and eight. Yeah, and like that was only a few years removed from playing Donny Brook, uh, Eddie Hecanui, Heineken, as you know, like winning game incredibly, and then getting hammered the next by like the Scarlets. Yeah. Uh, winning way to lose and get hammered by Munster. Like that was that was our loss. It was the talented losers. And we just didn't have the budget of the French or the English. And we managed to claw players back and there's a real real turning point around 2009, 2008 Um and history. But like when you think about it, like Wasps collapse, collapsed. Mm. Like if you're a coach at Wasps, you just lost your job. Yep. Uh Leinster are backed by Union. We got Good crowds, average like the highest crowd in um, the league due to the Viva. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to disappear. We yep. retain the vast majority of our players. Yep. We still sign some good players. Um, we were a steady organization. We got mm-hmm. good coaches in already, and it's a like it's it's a team that's consistently consistently contesting finals in both competitions. It's mm-hmm. in. Uh, so like, why wouldn't you? Look at us that way as, as such an attractive job. Like, I think this year, like the, the, all the nonsense about Leinster being like the huge budget. It's like, well, they do have a big budget, mm. so why not? Why wouldn't it be attractive? So I, I still have this idea of Leinster, not not like the underdogs, but the over oh, just an Irish team, mostly Irish players, a few far on that, but we're not the big team. Mm. Like we're not like a Toulouse or. A, uh, even a big money English cleat, like a bath who can throw money at their coach. We actually are one of the best jobs. Like once you accept that you're not going to have your best players all the time and mm. your job is to supply the Irish national team, then to accept that it's a, it's a great job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, uh, I, I, I don't want to harp too much on about, uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, he also made some good points about how it says a lot about the brand of Leinster rugby mm. at the moment that we're able to attract a guy like obviously, like I'd say all this, and it could just come down to we offered him a lot of money. And yes, he likes he likes Dublin and it all that kind of crack. But um, 
I like to think it's also because the brand of Leinster is so good at the moment. Um, yeah, let, let's move on from Leinster, which is all feel-good, warm, fuzzy. Yeah. Um, we got Munster, who had a very similar, well, they had a feel-good, fuzzy kind of win there very against diff- the Stormers. It was an uh, incredible match for a league match. Yeah. Like, that's something that i also not gotten used to, that, oh, wait, no, a regular league game can be huge. Did, did, like it's did not just like an Interpro or Christmas or something or before Europe it's this is a a big match between uh, teams searching for good playoff spots the, the physicality was just yeah. like did you see that shot on Jack Crowley yeah it was, it was just, just a big hit got sent yeah. flying and he bounces straight back up but I was like like that's the South African like you just don't see that uh, and the generally. rivalry building is great yeah, like it's it's just I, I just keep waxing lyrical about how good this has been for us. Sure, there's massive travel times, and they win like most of their home games, and don't have a great record outside it. But like, just adds so much to the competition. Mm. That Munster have to go down there and fight from the very off, mm. and come out with like their best performance of this ground ground Graham Roundtree era. Yeah. Um, I thought both their second rows were excellent. Yeah. Orgy Snyman just looks like a, a big kid playing uh, age-level rugby. Yeah. Like, hold off in one hand and throw a crazy basketball offload in the other. Uh, he's still not on the same page with everyone. He's a bit rusty, but that'll come in time. Mm. Klein put in a huge performance. Mm-hmm. Like, most of their, their packed ears, to be honest. They, they, all, they all stood up. Um, I thought that... They, I thought they were just going to get um, beaten up in the second half and that'll be all she wrote after the good first half, but they, they stayed in it. A um, mm. lot due to Libic kicking very poorly at goal. Mm. But like, where's the captain during that? Like, this guy's missed several kicks already. Yeah. And you need this kick to go. Like, you just, you just have to either... I, I, I don't know if they have a designated goal kicker outside of the 10, but yeah, sometimes you see their fullback or something taking shots. Is that an option, or just play close to kick it down the line and get your mall going? I thought that was a, a a poor decision from the captain, but also like just poor kicking from Libuk, which left it there. Um, I, I think the the pitch was awful, but I think they are relaying it. Mm. Um, it's it's. I think it was important not just for like league points, but to arrest the fall. Like you had. Scarlet's game where you were winning handily and you, you threw away your lead and Scarlet's, okay, didn't really have a, a risk of losing that, but they, they came very close. Mm. And you conceded so many points at home. And then Glasgow come and beat the hell out of you at home and then you get hammered by yeah. Sharks. So yeah. it was important in that front just to get pride back in Jersey. But notice, to like, sending a notice to everyone in the league that we haven't gone away. Like, we, we, can, we can go anywhere we want in this league and win. Yeah. Uh, so it was really important in that, in that uh, aspect. Um, good to see Earl's coming back in. Look sharp. Yep. Thinking Nash has been very good for them all year. Mm. Um, interesting how like Joey Carby has fallen. Not yeah. in, wasn't in the squad and won't be in the squad for tomorrow. I don't think. Yep, and he is in South Africa. Yeah, he's fit, he's fit. Yep. So like it, it's just. Uh, and Healy came on and played well. Yeah. So I understand why they did it. But I wonder like, if there's a case of like the Emperor's, uh, was an Emperor's New Clothes, was this, this fairy tale where once you realize that, it, it, like, once you realize that everyone realizes it, like when he was, he was a heir apparent to Johnny Sexton, and he's like, well, he just needs game time, get back in the Six Nations, blah, blah. But once he's no longer in that squad, mm-hmm. all the justifications just kind of melt away, and you realize that. He's not playing well. He's low on confidence, yeah. and we have better options. Yeah, which is harsh like, on Joey, but like when you no longer need someone, like kind of like Harry Byrne, you no longer need someone to be the next big thing. Mm. You start looking at it very differently, and you start thinking thus. Well, like why? Why would we pick you if we if we don't yeah. pick you automatically? Why would we pick you? Yeah. Um, 
it is an interesting uh, scenario the way it's worked out for him. I'd, like I know, obviously, a lot of it came down to injuries and all that crack the way it panned out at Munster. But yeah. I do wonder if you could go back in time and play fullback for Leinster. Yeah, like you know, I'll, I'll like I know publicly Joe Carberry would say, "Oh no, I don't regret anything." Yes, yeah, everything happens for a reason. All that. I have to think privately. You'd look across the way Leinster have gotten on, and you'd be kind of like, maybe it wouldn't have been so bad if I'd stuck it out there. And um, but I yeah, suppose Harry uh, put four more trophies. Yeah, you can I suppose you can't really have that mindset. No, you, you, you can't say like that. What yeah. would be like? That's not something a, a sportsman can do. Well, well, it's it it kind of if you were a young player and were being encouraged maybe to move province. That, you would say I no. Think, <laughs> you'd say yeah. I'm staying here. I'm fighting for my spot. Yeah, you'd probably go. You know, okay, yeah, sure. I get more game time, maybe, but you know, yeah. that's not. And Demented Mole brought up a good point on their podcasts. I'm not sure if you heard us about like the games are only a small part of the year. Yeah, like you'd be training several days a week, every week, mm. and like, why would you go to say Munster for two or three more games? When every week you're you're training with great, like say Penny, yeah, he's, he's learning from Lancaster, who's an incredible coach. Yeah, Sean O'Brien's come back in. He had Leamy before him. He had Goodman, Contepomi. Uh, not sure how much Leo Cullen will give him, but like th- these are all either experienced coaches or promising coaches, good coaches. He's getting every every day. He's playing in a pack. In his position, there's Josh Van der Fleer, current player of the year. There was Dan Levy, who was a key part of uh, 2018 victories yep. in international and club. There's Will Connors, who is the best tackler in the league. Yeah, He's doing a PhD in tackling, literally. Yeah, Like, that's in his position he can learn from. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, still, he's been playing since he was, like, 18 for Lancet or 19. Mm. Like, he's getting loads of games. So why would you leave? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You, you get like well, you get that start against uh, Cast or Gloucester in the Hiding Cup, but mm. like, do you, are you, do you get closer to the Irish team then? I don't think so. Mm. So when you when someone is leaving Leinster, you have to say, like, I'm still gonna have to get past the person who's at Leinster. Yeah. It's only really like someone like Tector I could see, or Harry Byrne, if it doesn't work out for him, saying, yeah. "I still want, I still want to play. I'm just not getting game time at all." Or maybe someone like uh, Soraka, even though he signed a contract saying, well, I'm just not getting game time. But the, you back yourself, I think. You back to Leinster, you back yourself to succeed in that Leinster team. Mm. So, like, there's been very few people who've succeeded after moving from Leinster. Yeah. I, mean, I mentioned in previous podcasts, but um, you, you, you generally just wouldn't. After seeing what happened over the last few years, you say, oh, I'm gonna take my chances and I'm gonna I'm gonna fight out here. Yeah, I would hundred percent agree. Uh and I know like if you're from another province you'd be like, Oh no, we're not that bad and everything. But I like for all those points you just said, I'd just be kind of And also just there's the huge aspect of the guys want to play for Lancer. Yes, because they're born there and they're yeah. near their family. And I get, I get. There's the the money aspect. The money is obviously probably pretty good, um, but probably stretches I, more in other provinces though, um, due to the mm. cost of living in Leinster. But still, yeah, it's kind of you weigh up everything in your favor. And I obviously I would prefer to play for Leinster. Yeah. Um, but okay, so that's kind of Munster covered. Even so though yeah, a great, a great victory. <laughs> I, that was a bit of a downer to end on, but it was an incredible <laughs> victory. Um, what what do you make of their chances next week? I mean tomorrow, and then also their chances. Very tough. They're missing Orgy Simon. Um, yeah. They got a dog bow back in, so looking forward to seeing him. Um, I, I think it'll be it'll be tough. They play like they did yet yeah, last week. It's all it's it's all up for grabs. But uh, I wonder how angry they're going to be, considering yeah. they got woofed by them in the in the European game. Uh, I don't think they're going to win, but they have the chance. I wouldn't have said that going into this block. Yeah. What What do you make? 
like I think it's a it's obviously it's a it's a big game in terms of I think they could be fighting for maybe a home quarter or there thereabouts. No, um, Glasgow. If the Glasgow are locked in a four. Oh, okay. So that's uh, Stormers won today. So Ulster oh, need to okay. win, and we'll talk about that when we get to Ulster. But um, okay. they they could be like they technically could get out, knocked out of Europe. Yeah. Very unlikely. Connacht could overtake them. There's, there are permutations, depending yeah. on the results. Um, but did, I, I, they, just, they needed two points going into this block, I think, to guarantee uh, Europe pretty much. Yeah. So they, they, they got that in spades. Um, I, I think this is a big game in terms of, okay, you had a big performance. Yeah, you which has ha- happened in Munster before. Yeah. For me, I was like, okay, is this the once a season Munster big performance? Yeah. Look what they're capable of. Stand up and fight. Everything's great. Or uh, is or something else? Is it the, yeah, is it the start of something where you know actually this is the week in week out kind of thing? Obviously, yeah. the Sharks away is a very tough game to follow up, mm. but that's the nature of the league. You know, you gotta. Yeah. And also, it, like I said in a tweet, it, <laughs> the win the win last week against the Stormers just made some of the performances, like losing the Dragons, losing the the Glasgow game in mm. Limerick. Uh, I don't know what the hell happened there. I hope there was a yeah. start of season poor performances. You can you can wash away with the um, they're learning a new system, new coaching staff, blah blah blah, and it's mostly yeah. true. Like, but um, like the, that middle block where they after South Africa A game, yeah, they played a lot of bad teams during that. Yeah, um, so like yeah, they're not as good as, you, as some people are saying. They're not as bad as people are saying. Interesting to see how this, if they get anything out of um, the game tomorrow and also where they end up in the playoffs, because they could be heading over to uh, Glasgow, could be heading over to Stormers. Mm. Yeah, it's a good, nice. The URC is really heating up really well. Yeah, it's it's just so much improved. At this stage, previous years, it'd be Leinster coasting and well, we're still coasting, but it'll be Munster are poor, but they're still finishing in top four or whatever, top six, yeah. without any concern. Um, so yeah, it's good performance, great performance. Uh, interesting to see if they back it up. Um, yeah, so Connacht, I, I'll be honest, I didn't really see anything of them, yeah. but I, yeah, all I know is... a good win. Uh, yeah, Mark Hansen, Took over that game in a big way, mm. just doing everything. Um, it was it was a nice send off for a bunch of the Connacht lads, including the coach uh, friend. Yeah, it was great to see that Bundy's. I was going to say his best game he played for Connacht I've seen, but he's barely played for Connacht this year, so that's not a a, a high bar to raise. Um, whenever I see that guy Jennings, Shane Jennings, he looks great. I think I think he has a big future. Yeah. He's yeah. powerful for his size. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of hunger and looks like he's, he's a bit of a baller so hopefully that continues um yeah it was it was it was a it's a good win Cardiff not a serious outfit um but they they were still in a chance to win the uh the Welsh, the Welsh seals I think which shows how poor yeah. that is and thank god that thing's gone the uh qualification's gone next year where yeah. it'll be the straight top 8 yeah none of this well Okay, his team may finish twelfth, but they're top of their yeah. middle mini pool, so you don't get to play top level Europe. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, tomorrow, I think they're playing. They are playing Glasgow away. Glasgow are resting their first team because they can't lose or gain anything from this weekend's matches. Mm-hmm. But they can. They're they're in the uh, semi-finals of Challenge Cup. Mm-hmm. So they can get something out of that. Uh, unfortunately for Connacht, they've been struck by food poisoning. I heard. Okay. Uh, so they're missing Aki and they're missing Hansen for for this week. A few other players came back into the squad, so hopefully they um they get something out of it because they can still finish. I think uh, Europe top level Europe. Yep. They can finish ahead crazy. of Munster. They can finish fifth. Yep. That's a crazy. Like considering yeah. where they were at one point in the season, that's a yeah. Huge they just kept category. winning and winning and winning, which is crazy. Yeah. Like for them. Uh, poor performance against Benetton in the in the cup, but I don't think they were cared too much about the cup this year. 
And also, of for me of this parish, Scott Fardy heading over. Speaking of coaching crews, yeah. um, I have no idea how he is coaching. A very mm. smart player, so I assume that's a good signing. Mm. And I, I do like it when guys who are involved in Irish rugby as like a player or a coach come back in. Yeah, uh, a bit sentimental that way. I like that. I like like the same way. Uh, Neen Arbor came back in after coaching Munster. It's more funny in that way than mm. than heartwarming. But I, I like when people develop a connection to the island. Yeah, they they aren't uh, they're coming back. Like they're not a uh, haven't been turned off by the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully he won a he won a couple of trophies with us and he's probably played pretty well. So yeah. Yeah, uh, I hope he goes well. They have two bearded big guys now, and Muldoon coming back in. True, true. I, I, I always admire Connacht for the results they get for the, with the resources they have. Mm. Is ever since I'd say the Pat Lamb era. But also, they they have no criticism for Connacht. Yeah, they point out we won the the Pro Fourteen or Pro Twelve, whatever it was back then. Yeah, was great, and we play attacking rugby, but. There's no like, well, what's happening in the background here? Why are these players leaving? What's this dysfunction? Blah blah blah. It's 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 all. Oh well, it's just connect, or else hey, they won. That's that's great. Um, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully they uh improve and continue. Yeah, because they're they're a bigger supplier of the Irish team than uh, Munster were during the Six Nations. I think. I know. Yeah, it's, it's all. Uh... Like, yeah, I know. I think we will do that in another podcast. But yes. go through the kind of makeup of the World Cup squad or the squad. Yeah, yeah. Or who who's supplying who? And yeah. the age profiles of players and all that kind of crack. Um, which is just interesting. Uh, but then we got Ulster. The other ones. I know. I remember last week I was saying they're like the least talked about third place team, but yeah. now they're the second place team, and all they do is just just quietly go away and win their games um, yeah. and because of the monster win they look mm. like they're going to get a home semi um, so it's weird I don't know I can't get excited for them I'm, I'm yeah, kind of like um, it's, it's funny like you mentioned that, that uh, they don't get much news and the news this, this week was uh, a hit piece on McFarland essentially yeah there's a piece going around like this, it's just not it's, and I sent a picture into the group about a few weeks back of how little game time people are getting so I don't think Ulster are particularly well run Mm. definitely not in the same league as Leinster but like as you said they they were second going into this weekend they have if they get a win of any sort against Edinburgh they're guaranteed uh, second space Stormers won so they have to win Uh, if they fail it'll be a huge huge disappointment so that means that home potential home semi is gone could be going away to uh, any other results. They could be going. They're, they're top four locked in, I think, actually. So, but still, you you you'd be trading away a potential home semi due to their inability to inability to do it against a poor team. Uh, in terms of the match last week, I watched a bit of it. Uh, Stockdale looks better. Um, mm. He's week on week on. He's, he's just getting better and better, which is great to see. He's definitely looking for work more. Which would have been a big criticism I had of him early in the season. Uh, he, he played well against us in the in the round of sixteen, and the game I watched, he just he's just doing more. Like he's still not the trash that he was. Um, twenty eighteen player of the tournaments, Stocktail, but it's it's good to see that a guy who's been kept around the squad, star squad. Like obviously they see more than I do, and he's getting better and better. Hopefully he can, he can make a case for the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, and a note on Stewart, who's the top try scorer ever, I think, in a single season in the URC. Yep. Yep. Got a hat trick after getting a hat trick last week. Mm. He, he normally I would have said you bring Herring third choice hooker to World Cup because he's dependable. He's a good player still. He's got leadership and. For a third choice position, you're not really looking for someone to shake the boat. You're just looking for this guy's a good tourist who you know he is. He can do it, he knows the calls. He can step in for injury or he can play the the minnows of the pool. But like 
Stewart's playing so well, you have to think, is that the right thing to do? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, like I think maybe maybe injury makes the decision for you and he goes that way, but just really impressive player. It's good to see um, Ulster forwards mm. stepping up. Yep. Uh, and it looked like Tom Atul was in braces. I didn't, re- didn't follow that up if he uh, up braces, uh, crutches. Okay. Hopefully that's not serious. Give me your right. um, Come pr- predictions. Not pr- oh. Give me your yeah, predictions for the poor provinces because they're all in the playoffs. Like yeah, Leinster first guaranteed. Great. Okay. Ulster have to come second. Um, uh, but but I mean, when it hits the playoffs, like who do you think's actually oh gonna like? I know that we don't know the exact permutations, but who do you mm. think is equipped to actually maybe do something? You think Leinster Ulster? Leinster, the only thing you worry about is after the semi-final, either coming down from a huge disappointment mm-hmm. or trying to keep focused after getting into a final. Either way, you could be counting a lot of bodies, but Leinster generally have good depth, so it's not too great of an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Leinster will go deep. I, I think they, they'd want to win it. Mm. Injury, like injuries, could always change things up. But I think I think Lancer will probably win it. They'll probably go home semi, then home final. It's um, all going to be in Aviva, I think, because I think Dordi S has been basically dismantled. Okay. For the, yeah. the summer shows. Okay, cool. Um, so it'll be twenty-five thousand yeah. or something in Aviva against uh, the Celsi Sharks. That. that... That could be interesting. Uh, yeah, like I was looking at the team. I was like, you get a horrible team in the quarterfinal. Yeah. You get Sharks. Um, you get Connacht. I, um, potentially Bulls. Bulls. <laughs> if yeah. we beat them, we have the, they have this, the, the, the delightful check. But actually, I think it's a pretty, it'll be pretty much Connacht, Sharks, or Bulls if we somehow win. So one of those three teams. Um, you wouldn't be overly afraid, but like the Safran teams are huge and Connacht have nothing else to play for. Mm. Like, I, I think if Connacht, I really hope they win uh, tomorrow because getting top level Europe next season is great. It's just more money. It's just, you can attract people. Sure, you're not going to progress deep into it, but mm. you, you don't really care about the Challenge Cup, so I was got a full house against a top European team a couple of few times in uh the pool stages and maybe you get round of 16 maybe you get uh, a decent game in the challenge cup if you drop down to that so um, yeah I'd say so we're going to get one of the Ulster be up against um, one of those other two teams whoever we don't play mm-hmm. Munster will be going away to um, be Glasgow could be uh that's, that's, that's that'd a, be a cantankerous match. Yeah, that's a bizarre uh, rivalry that's built up. Which yeah. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Look forward. I always to that. remember the game where Glasgow kept targeting Conor Murray's standing foot. Yes. And Munster were having none of it, and were very angry. <laughs> took, was that the game they took out the uh, hog? I'm not sure. It could be. Yeah, I forgot we, about that. Several games. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I could see us getting getting a team Ireland that is getting mm. several uh, definitely two teams in the semi I think yeah so that'd be good for us uh, and it's also just great that these other all the Irish teams won last weekend mm. because all the um, the news and the media were all about Leinster winning and the other three teams losing yeah I think it's just a feel good to finish off really? like okay we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but it was just great that it's no longer just Leinster who are Ireland winning and other teams getting losing in Europe big. Um, it's actually, they have something to play for themselves. Yeah. Um, that kind of covers the provinces. Mm-hmm. So then I have the rugby in general section where yeah. all I've seen is we had GMO bunker thing seems to be coming in for World Cup, which yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, um, 
Then we had the that incident in Exeter was it Tigers? Yeah, Exeter Tigers yeah. game where a guy comes sliding in to prevent a try and the ref gives a yellow he gives him a second yellow, which is yeah. obviously you know, he, gives a penalty, he gives a penalty. Yeah. Which means it's a penalty try. Yeah. Which means it's a yellow card. And he's on a yeah. second yellow. Yeah. I like he's technically right to do it. Yeah. Just no one no one rules it like that. Yeah. Um I don't think Dixon's a particularly good ref as well, so... Yeah. And obviously, Chris Ashton getting to... Did he get over 100 or just 100? I think he got a hat-trick, I think. Okay, yeah. Uh, 102 then, in that case. Yeah. Very... Um, um, an incredibly prolific try scorer, uh, considering he spent... Well, he was a teenager when he was playing league, pretty much. But he joined Northampton when they were down in the championship. Could have been, yeah. They were definitely championship. Could have been even lower. I don't think it was. Mm. And just played an incredible poacher. Like in football, you might see like someone who just just taps it in, like a striker who just scores goals, like far far um, uh, Vardy, mm-hmm. someone like that. Uh, and just considering he spent two years in France. I think it's just an incredible achievement. Even if I don't particularly like him, uh, I think off the field he's fine. But you don't like his swan dives, or well, it just uh, shows what someone can do over a long period of time. I don't know really how to phrase it outside from that. I just thought it was a really impressive uh, performance. But on the back of that uh, refereeing decision, uh, Jack Noel's been fined ten grand sterling for mouthing off on yeah. Twitter. I really dislike the extra players. I've got to say, I, I, uh, I was thinking of like, I, it made it makes me appreciate. I know, like, there's the argument though we wanted players to show their personalities yeah. and engage and all that. But part of me is like, I actually really love the way Irish players are basically absent from social yes. media. Um, they might tweet. I'm pretty sure it's not even them. It's some management company. Yeah. Uh, all that kind of crack. Um. But yeah, I'd prefer that every day than them actually, in a weird way, letting us know all their innermost, deepest thoughts. And during a match, like it's, it wasn't even. It's, it's just. Uh, like, what do you think was going to happen? Like, yeah. they, they got banned. He would have lost, missed his last game for Exeter. Yeah. Like, uh, your, your employee, basically, of a team that's in a league, you can't be mouthing off. Like, if, if I started tweeting about like the CEO of. Um, hmm. I'd be like, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's just, just, just stupid stuff. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Uh, don't really have anything else. I know Super Rugby, Super Rugby is still going, but I have no appetite for it. I've said that before, but no. Um, it's just with, with the Saffrons in our league, I, I don't really care too yeah. much. Um, do you see Nick White actually giving the tips to the opposition? I did. I like that. That was nice. Yeah. Uh, Noted uh, double of podcast host, Nick White. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't really have anything else. I'm looking forward to, obviously, some big, big rugby matches coming up. Lots of trips to the Aviva. Um, yeah, I just hope we win yeah. everything. Is that yeah. so much to ask? Yeah. That's 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 <laughs> yeah yeah. It's we're entering into that point of the season, like obviously for the last few weeks, but mm. that point of the season where we're well aware of the stakes of yeah. it can all end so quickly and uh, the I room for we, error. We win next week. We yeah. got a month until like the next game in Europe, and we got nothing but playoffs in league. So it's just. It's it's just so much to look forward to, but if we lose, it's like oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that the good times are all, Rob. Appreciate them while we have them. Yeah, uh, and also the fact that we're now like the bad guys in many people's right. eyes is uh, how New Zealand felt. <laughs> that's the kind of mindset they need to to have. Like yeah, you know, that, uh, yeah. Uh, so I have two trivia questions here. Love us. Um, so in honor of our new South African head coach, 
So it's not, I don't have an exhaustive list, so you could end, you could end mention players that I didn't I don't have here. But can you name five South Africans uh, to play for Leinster? Stefan Knup signed for Leinster. I can't remember if he actually played. Uh, it was okay, Stefan and the K N O P P. Dig out your old uh, 2009 Heineken <laughs> final uh, magazine and you should, well, magazine program. He should be there. Uh, okay, you got C J Vanderlinde. Oh shit! I forgot about him. Yeah, okay. Rob, you're you're, you're betting more. <laughs> okay, C J. Okay, yeah, that's two. Yeah, Heinke Heinke Vandermeer. Oh jeez, yeah, Heinke. Zane Kirshner. Yeah. And uh, Stephen Sykes. Yes, true. Uh, also, Rick 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 oh yeah. Well, That's, yeah, true. Yeah. After Robbie played for us. Yeah. Um, it's not more than I thought. Jason Jenkins, Quinn Rue. Jenkins. Yeah, I've already forgotten about Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quinn Rue. Yeah, obviously another one. Um, what, what about? Remember, remember that guy I pointed out. Uh, Max played for twos. Yeah. Ryan you, were like, you were like. Brian Elster, no, no, it's um, it's uh, he's a brother. Oh, what was his name? The the guy played for us once, or yeah, uh, Max brother played guy. for us as well, didn't he? Yeah, I'm not Rory sure. Rory Arnold. What? <laughs> Rory Arnold? No, I'm I'm why up miles off that. Never mind. That's just the synapse yeah. is firing left, right, and center. Uh, I can't think of any other um. I can't think of any backs aside from Kershner. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I would yeah, struggle to name a back. Um but uh yeah, Max Van Dyke is probably my favourite uh bit of Leinster trivia. Because um he played once <laughs> for Leinster. <laughs> and he went on to play for Toulouse sixty seven times apparently, according yeah. to Wiki. So he played for Harlequins then. And Worcester and then Pow. He's currently with Pau. So, there's no uh, Mariano. There's no Mariano uh, Galarza. Yeah, did he, he never actually played for us? Did he? I can't remember. Maybe he played once or something. Yeah, it wasn't uh, a long-term signing. So that was your trivia, Rob. I hope I answered it to your satisfaction. You did. Oh wait, there's one more. One more question. Yes. Uh, so. The last time Leinster played the Bulls, Leinster mm-hmm. won thirty-one three in the Aviva in twenty twenty-one. I do believe. We, no, we last time we played the Bulls <laughs> in Ireland, they beat us. Oh, sorry. Last league game, as in non-playoff oh, game, yeah. regular season game. Yeah. yeah, I've totally forgot that other one. Um, yeah, we won in the Aviva thirty-one three. Yeah, I, I think it was the first game. It was that? Uh, was open after was fully open after COVID or whatever, and yeah. um, but there's one Leinster player in the squad tomorrow who's also in the that that match day squad. Can you name them? There's only one player. So I, I'm thinking either it's either so you have the option of Dave Carney because mm-hmm. he's, he's he's probably closer to first choice back then. You have the option of Ed Byrne, who could have been benching. I'm pretty sure Healy was playing. Mm-hmm. You have the option of uh, Max Deegan, because he could have been around. I do remember Josh Van der Fleer scoring that game. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Doris came on through loose offload, so maybe not Deegan. I would guess Dave Carney. Uh, nope. The Ooh. correct answer is Ed Byrne. Ah. Ed Byrne was on the bench, and yep, and no one else. Oh, look, uh, Healy famously played tight head, didn't he? Oh, wait, Mac, uh, yeah, Healy plays tight head. Max Deegan was also in the squad as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, so your, your question is wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Wrong, <laughs> well, I, yeah didn't get, I, didn't, been, I didn't guess it right either way. It should have been which player that I was thinking of. Uh, <laughs> yes, which player sure. that I was thinking of during the last time Bulls played us. It wasn't actually the last time. Yeah, uh, it was a strong team for first game of the season. Uh, yeah, and there was worry. I was worrying that like maybe maybe Bulls beat us. Yeah, and then we hammered them. Yeah, and Josh uh, Vanderfleer demonstrated his new improved carrying. Yeah, it was good. Good. 
Um, yeah, that's all I really have. Uh, another week of the kids and stuff in South Africa, which should be great. Yeah. Uh, then obviously the big one looming there is the, the Toulouse game, yeah. which is going to be pretty epic. Um, yeah, that's it really for us. Cool. Great. Goodbye. Right. Bye bye.